Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Back here on the second guest show, Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby J and I will be here till 8 o'clock tonight at 7.20. Mike Keith, the voice of the Tennessee Titans, will join us to talk about Saints Titans. But right now on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, former LSU and New Orleans Saints defensive tackle, now part of the LSU radio network. Ball in favor, right? Big fave. Big fave. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Man, I wish I had you on when it was a W. But fave, if this was a fight, they might have stopped it in the sixth round. I mean, LSU got kind of <laughs> pummeled uh, from pillar to post. Uh, in this game up front. And if that was a surprise in this game, I-, I thought LSU could hang with them, you know, offensive, defensive line. In the second half, it didn't happen, Fave. Were you as surprised about that as I am? And, uh, and Fave, like Mike's saying, uh, when have you witnessed an LSU defense give up, uh, what, five straight drives in the second half to give up a score? A five straight. Yeah. Five straight. And, and not like... Two or three, but five? Uh, no, I, I, I was totally disgusted, Fave. I was. I, I was very disgusted. Me and Brandon uh, Taylor were sitting next to each other watching the game before we did the post show. And uh, the, the level of disgruntledness uh, going into the third quarter as the fourth quarter approached was very high. It, it's, it is more about momentum. I think they took the momentum – they were more physical than we were, and they had a better game plan. They out-game planned us, period. So it's, it's so much to unfold. And, listen, that's not something we expected. This, this almost looked worse than we losing to Mississippi State a few years back. Now, uh, Fave, am I too old about this? Because this occurred <laughs> even when Coach O was there. Um, we were playing Missouri. And you're like on the one-yard line, and you get in the shotgun. So I said, why are we going backwards to go forward? You know, everyone wants to be in the gun. But I'm like the approach, uh, don't you, can you, I don't know, challenge offensive line or you have a handful of plays plus that we can get under center. And if you got first and go from the one-yard line, trick them, and you're throwing a couple of passes, then you're going for a fourth down. How about coming off the ball? Whether uh, I, I just think if we came off the ball, couldn't we have run four quarterback sneaks and maybe score? I mean, but on the center. You know, now I see too many that I went Miles Brandon against Missouri. I told Coach O that. Why are you going backwards to go forward? Especially, it could be like a, a midfield, third and one. Anytime you got short yardage, 
I just look at the point of attack that to me, that's not a good sign when you're going backwards to go forward that you should be able to get in the end zone or have sustained drives by being on the center. Two or three of those starters on the interior line for Florida State, they're going to the league. I mean, they got for sure a first-rounder. Um, and uh, what's the track star name, man? He runs so fast. Jared Verse. Jared Verse. Yeah, Jared Verse. I mean, those we played into their strength. When we when we came out there, first two plays of the game, three plays of the game, we out there. We got them on their heels. Get points. Period. Going forward on fourth and and and, and short on those two times we did in the first half really came back and bite us in the tail from the momentum standpoint. I know some people out there probably saying, oh, they beat the brakes off us. They ran the score of five scores. Football is all about momentum. If we're going into halftime and we're up by at least 10 points, that's a big difference. Coming into the second half, it, it really alters not only Florida State game plan, but it makes us want to turn up more. I just, I just felt like when we came back, uh, in the second half, we were even flatter than, uh, than we were at the end. You know, Favor, that's what makes me think. Um, I think uh, Coach Kelly uh, said, you know, from a coaching perspective, that uh, you got to make, obviously, adjustments at halftime. But, uh, boy, this is very humbling. For a coach to say this, he said, for some reason we thought we were somebody else. <laughs> and he says, we thought uh, we were the two-time national champion Georgia Bulldogs for some reason, and we were mistaken. I mean, does that – because he's holding himself accountable, but also the team. How do you think that, like, uh, I don't know, resonates with the team and the players when he makes that kind of statement? Because I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Because sometimes the, now, truth, the truth hurts. And, and some people, you know, media-wise, oh, he was too harsh on his team. What? You uh, think you, that that's harsh? You got to get their attention. You got to get on. their attention. Everyone's held accountable. So I didn't have a problem with that. But uh, now Coach Kelly's getting well compensated, so he knows he's going to be around here, uh, or he's going to be financially rewarded. But but did you have a problem with that statement that he made post game? I don't. I don't. I think what he was doing, um, he does hold himself accountable. I heard him hold himself accountable. Uh, I saw what he said. Uh, the better team won. And, and, and that was, listen, y'all, we, we've been watching football for a very long time, been playing it. Y'all more than me. The, they had us, the offensive line uh, was blocking up our D-line. Their defensive line stayed in the quarterback. They had five sacks last night. We had zero. So when you look at it from that perspective, the missed tackles, uh, we're not going to even begin on how we basically took our best player on defense out of the game. So they took him out of the game, and we took him out of the game. I saw Harold Perkins dropping in the covers like he was Derek Stingley. See, stuff like that, I thought, and I, and I was on the phone uh, earlier this week while on air with, 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 uh, with T-Bob and Hester. And, and when we talked about this, you know, ask the action and say, Fave, you know, how you feel about Hal Perkins, that middle linebacker? I never liked the move. I never liked the move because it limits you, right? It puts you in a position where, okay, let's identify Mike. You've done this a million times, Bobby. Uh, Mike 40, boom, now y'all can set everything up and set your players from there. You can only do 
one of the biggest things that Harold Perkins did last year was was get after the quarterback and make plays in the backfield. We took that away from him. So I thought from a scheme standpoint, that wasn't good at all. Uh, and, and, and that's something that really upset me more than anything else because that was our opportunity. That's a playmaker we did not have last year That's a, in that game last year. That's somebody that I really would have thought would have put more pressure on on Travis with. That's, that's it. Yeah, if you look at it, uh, I don't know, uh, Perkins, we all know what he did last year. That's why you look at coaching comes about, and it's all, you know, second-guessing or in hindsight. But, like, no sacks, no quarterback hurries, no tackle for a loss. And I was even looking, Fabe, I don't know if you noticed this. Okay, I can understand how they wanted to spy what Harold Perkins considering. Uh, when you look at it, how Travis Jordan, you know, remember, we, we have third and long, and he would scramble and get a first down. So we want him to spy. But you know what I noticed? At least two, if not three times plus, that Harold Perkins, okay, he's spying, and then I don't know, you gap control, uh, how you're going to contain a guy like Travis. But all of a sudden, Perkins thought he might have an angle uh, to get the quarterback down, uh, uh, Travis Jordan. And then all of a sudden, they had a blocker on him, and not so fast. So, so they I, knew it. So I think, uh, that's what I told Mike, I, 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 that, Fave, I think Florida State knew that uh, they would utilize Harold Perkins that way, maybe as a spy, and that, okay, you got a, it's a chess match, and then all of a sudden, we're going to, uh, uh, even though he's like slow rushing or just being a spy, we're going to still account for him as far as blocking him when uh, Tr- Jordan Travis takes off and runs, and it happened. I'm telling you, Harold Perkins, a couple of times he thought he might be able to get him, uh, not so fast. He was blocked. Yep. Because he's waiting, a big old lineman getting on him. And I think that's where coaching came into play. And Florida State kind of knew how uh, that uh, how uh, Coach Kelly and all was going to utilize Harold Perkins in this game. I think one of the things is, I think they said, okay, if you're going to use him this way, this is how we're going to take him out. Right. And that, that, yeah, that's team. exactly how yeah. it's set up. I, could, I couldn't do nothing but agree with you guys. That's how, that's how this went down. When you look back at this game, um, we had him spying them. They, probably, they did predict that. That's not the Harold Perkins we know. The Harold Perkins we know, we're sitting on a blitz. You don't know where he's coming from. And that would have been more effective. But when you have him, in, and he spied a little bit last year. Uh, we used him as a spy in the Alabama game against Bryce Young. That worked out well for us. But he was all over the place. Harold Perkins, he was – I cringed every time I seen him drop into coverage. Like, that's that's not his game. His game isn't let's have Harold drop into coverage and, you know, we'll just send four. We, the, the D-line was stuck on the blockers. So, that, it, it's so many things. And I'm not – I'm not. this happened somewhat last year, right, uh, where, where – um, where we um we, we lost to Florida State and here we are one game away from winning the going to to the football uh, college playoff championship. All of that changed uh, last night. We just came with a. I just didn't really agree with the game plan last night, guys. Uh, uh, no, Fave. Uh, the way I look at it, though, uh, now because it's not. I told Mike this earlier. It's not the expanded playoffs. LSU got to run the table. 
It's only four teams in the postseason. But I'm looking at right now, looking at their schedule, maybe I'm giving LSU too much credit. But I think they're going to win. What, what, seven games in a row? They're going to be 7-1 and one going into the bye week, and they're going to play Alabama. I'm looking at, okay, what are they going to do against Alabama and Texas A&M? Man, Florida's sorry. The, the Florida Gators are sorry this year, and usually they you don't see that. They got beat up by Utah. No, and usually I mean, you don't see that. So I'm trying to figure up. out. You can say maybe Ole Miss could be a little sexy. I'm interested in what's going to happen with Ole Miss and Tulane. But look at Mississippi State. You got Grambling, Mississippi State. I'm just look where Auburn's at. Uh, I'm like, no, I, I would not be surprised. That's why it's so frustrating this game against Florida State that they could have been in a position to totally be in the postseason. But now, since you got spanked by Florida State, you got to run the table. You, you, you might have to win the West and win the SEC championship to get in the postseason. But faith that's not far-fetched that all of a sudden LSU is going to run and then the fans are feeling good about the team and all that. Because I'm just looking who they're playing, when they're playing. We all know Georgia uh, Bulldogs got a, a weak schedule. But I'm looking at even LSU. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they win all their games uh, coming leading up, up to Alabama. Leading up to Alabama. I can agree with that, and I still have some reservations about Alabama as well. I don't think Alabama is the team that we're used to seeing. Now they went, they got their quarterback. Uh, they had to replace, replace their quarterback, and you lose some some guys on defense. But I don't think LSU. Y'all have it right. LSU has a a, a schedule. That's not, this is the hardest quarterback we're gonna see all year. Be there. This is the hardest quarterback we're gonna see all year. And, and listen, y'all, this Florida State, is it LSU? Did they lose or was, was, was Florida State really that good? I think Florida State is really that good. How am I determining that? You have a Heisman candidate at quarterback. You have a killer defensive line. You have three targeted receivers. The, the running game, uh, that's okay. And, and they got a decent, decent offensive line. That seems like a good team. That seems like a team that might win the AFC. Uh, I mean, excuse me, yeah, something in NFL. Hello, somebody. Uh, ACC. <laughs> so, but they got to beat Clemson. Hey, hey, but Faith, they got to beat Clemson. Faith. They haven't done that in seven years. Yeah, yeah. For, like, I mean, like, Clemson, y'all. No, no, they, they, they got to beat them. And your favorite is going to happen in about two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's right around the corner. It's all in, like, I want to say late September they play Clemson. But they haven't beaten them, like Mike said. They've lost seven, seven straight games. Straight. But, no, I think if Florida State gets past Clemson. They might roll this. Shame on them if they're not in the postseason. Fave, one of the things that came across last night, and you're not going to see this every week. You may never see this again. When you're going up against a six-foot-seven-and-a-half receiver and a six-foot-four Keon Coleman from Opelousas, man, you don't see that a lot in college football where a team's got two guys like that. Here's the crazy thing. Look at Jordan Travis's numbers. Johnny Wilson dropped two passes where, Faith, he was wide open. Yep. Keon mm-hmm. Coleman dropped two passes. He was wide open. Those numbers could have been even bigger had he had the four, not had those four drops. People say, oh, LSU had a ton of drops. They did, but so did Jordan Travis. Yeah, yeah, but we had the drops. They had the drops. But, uh, Fave, I want you to comment on that and then add on this. I mean, I'm not just saying because, uh, you know, are you playing or not playing? But this is a game more than any other game I think we needed Mason Smith <laughs> to get after the quarterback. 
<laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was. So before this game, I, I got asked this question by basically every radio show I went on. Is missing Mason Smith going to be a big deal? I said, oh, it's a medium risk. I think we got enough depth up front. You got Makai Wingo. You got Tank Guillory. You got some guys up front going to be all right. He was an extra large missing uh, piece in his game. He was because of the missed tackles and how they were able to run in between the tackles when they needed to get those running plays, particularly in the second half. You put uh, you you put Big Big Smith in there. You got Wingo on the other side. You have that rotation. I think he eats up two blockers. I think he get the penetration we need up front to to be competitive and stopping them from from running away because they were. Like in the second half, it was just they had us. I mean, they once they went to rolling, but Faith, you think nothing too, we can do. You think we're too tired? I think we look, man. Then we look tired. <laughs> I was like, and, I, I was, we look soft. <laughs> we look soft. That that's the and best word. You look soft. Yep, yeah, yeah. You've seen a lot of college football. When you see two gigantic wideouts that can really roll. Now, you think about Johnny Wilson and say, oh, he's just a big target. He averaged over 21 yards a catch uh, last year. Keon Coleman, now he's played on an offense that wasn't real good, but he led Michigan State in receptions and looked at big plays he made in this game. Man, for LSU's corners, uh, yeah, this was a real test, and you may never see two receivers like this again the rest of the year, size-wise, talent-wise. You won't. And this is – there's always some type of uh, – uh, in a dark cloud, there's always some type of silver lining. The silver lining is we lost super early. Let's get that let's, – let's get humbled right quick. You're going to hear everybody talk bad about you. You're going to see the memes. Just take this thing. And I think LSU can make a run like we did last year because the pieces are still there. You get Mason Smith back. Um, Jaden Daniels – and, and that's another thing that was getting there. Ball, take him out, put some. Listen, that that kid kept us in the game the way we were. I mean, their numbers were very similar. Him and him and uh, him and Jordan Travis. So I don't look at it at all as on the court. I mean, and Bob, I know you dealt with this uh, sidebar. By the way, uh, uh, my son's over at Northwestern State uh, University. I saw a couple of Bobby Abel pitches around. And I'm like, all right, Cajun Cannon. I see you, baby. Hello, somebody. <laughs> no, I, 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 favor, I, I got my jersey retired there. I got me and the great late Joe Delaney, Gary Reasons. Now, I was number 12. You know, you know what, Fave? In high school, I was 15. That got retired in my high school, South Lafouche. And then I was 12 in college, and I was three. Uh, I, I chose number three. You know why I chose number three? Because my mama. My mom says, I want you to be blessed. I, I, I love the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So I want you number three. Amen. So, hey, hey, so, so, Fabe. So it's part you, of the rosary bead hey, situation. Hey, 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 so, Fabe, uh, <laughs> and then the Michigan Panthers won the championship. I was number 11. I don't know. I never had a, you know, you got a favorite number. I said, I don't know. Give me, uh, it ain't the number. It's the player. Just give me any number. I, 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 I can make that work. And uh, but at Northwestern, like no, hey, the Northwestern treated me awesome. But um, you know why? Uh, because of my mentor, I chose number twelve at Northwestern. You remember Joe Ferguson, the Buffalo Bills? He was the quarterback before Jim Kelly. Faith, that was before you were born. That's a long time ago now. 
Hey, but Faith, you just look up Joe Ferguson. Joe Ferguson, Woodlawn High School in Shreveport, played for the Arkansas Razorbacks. He was a coach A.L. Williams at, at Woodlawn. When teams were running the wishbone in the 70s, he was throwing for 250 yards in high school when they nobody was throwing the forward pass. And so uh, that, that, and, and that was my mentor. He, he was – he was at the Buffalo Bills with O.J. Simpson. Yeah, he, he then, learned how to turn around and, and hand yeah, that and, ball to O.J. And then he was always a high percentage completely. He played 17 years yeah. in the NFL. So, but Joe Ferguson showed me three-step, five-step five step drop. We even did seven-step. You know, you throw a deep comeback. Like cover two, cover three. And, you know, all of the coverage. So I was a virgin. I mean, I, when I look in high school, my, my, my high school coach, Coach Ralph Perry, said, I don't know. About coverage, just throw it to whoever he thinks open. So I'm telling you, when I went to North, when I went to college at Northwestern and Natchitoches, I was so raw between Joe Ferguson, Billy Laird, and then A.L. Williams. They molded me. They molded me, and I was throwing like to, uh, uh, Mark Super Duper, who set all the records with Dan Marino and Mark Clayton with the Dolphins. Uh, then all of a sudden, I had Victor Otis played six years in the NFL. Uh, with the Colts and Eagles. And then I had Joe Delaney. I'm going to tell you, Fave, people don't realize this. This is when Jerry Stovall's at LSU in the early 80s. At Northwest Louisiana and Natchitoches, we had better skilled players than LSU. Now, we didn't have the linemen. We had better. Because oh, oh, you know why I say that? All of us played in the NFL. I mean, uh, and the quarterback, they had Alan Richer from, um, from Slidell. Robbie Mufon. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Robbie Mufa, uh, yeah. uh, Mafus from Lafayette, yeah. he ended up going to Southeastern. But they all say, okay, uh, skilled players, just look what we all did compared to what they did in NFL. No, it, it's unbelievable. So your boy's going to Northwestern in Natchitoches? He's there, man. He's a, he's a punter at Northwestern. He, uh, they signed him two weeks ago. Wait, 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 wait. Fave, you got a punter. How in the hell you teach him how to punt? Did you? Did you get good? Yeah, Fabe co- didn't teach him. Oh, how to you got some good on. coaching or something? I'm like, I'm like, that's, that's a, a man that's a, Oh, that, that's a great story right there, Marlon Fave, right? <laughs> the gene pool, you got a great punter. <laughs> that, that is awesome. Well, Fabe, hey, I'm, I'm gonna send y'all some video too. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, Fabe. Fabe, thanks so much, man. All the best to your son at, at Northwestern. We always love to have you on and. Uh, uh, I think we all agree, you know, some, the worst part of life is to have a knee-jerk reaction. And they got people in life, Fave, that's like that. Anything that happens wrong, man, the world's coming to an end, so to speak. But <laughs> y- you got to be calm about things. How many people said the same thing they say in today last year at this time? Yeah, but the only difference, Mike, in Fave, I can tell you, the high Because expectations. Yeah, expectations. That's the reason why everybody's so pissed off today. (laughs) Versus last year, Coach Kelly, because of expectations. Uh, Mike, I'm telling you, that's why everybody's so – what happened? We got embarrassed. Oh, we got to pull the quarterback. We got to fire the quarterback. I mean, come on, all that ridiculous stuff. Fave, thanks so much for joining us, buddy. Take care. Man, thanks for having me, fellas. All right, Faith. Hello, 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 somebody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.